speaking, evil and speaking of um, time, slavery. We talk about time the against hurricanes of, and you know, uh, the concept of time. I mean, death you think in about general in the life of a children uh, uh, with the yellow school bus that are now going to be. You know, I mean, we all remember. Yeah, speaking of the roads, we need to fix the roads. Yes, no the one likes potholes. We are living in a time with roads and school buses. And yes. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, use any of those answers. <laughs> You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, Twister Man. Man. Now look, here's Thank a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Let's, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what right. Thanks for that. Yeah. 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 That's two weeks in a row. That is my favorite <laughs> Jane's Addiction song. Oh, is it? Yeah. What's yours, Mike? Jane's Addiction? Yeah. Your microphone is about a mile from your face right now. <clears throat> I don't want the pedophile breathing in there. Um, oh, I add that in. Which? A <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really like the intro to uh, Been Caught Stealing. Very catchy. Ah, that's a good song. They have some good songs. I, Three days is my three days is number two. favorite. Yeah, I actually was gonna do uh, three days as the intro on this one, but it's just like way too goddamn it, long. It's it's too like emo too. It's like it's it would be like the most pensive podcast after that. It um, you definitely can't listen to the intro of that song and then make a pedophile joke after that. It would just be completely incongruent, or maybe a little too congruent. Good point. You know, like full circle kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, I just watched this video actually of a dude listening to that song for the first time. This black dude that just that's his thing on YouTube. He just listens mm. to and then I've reacts to him. Yeah, it was so good. His reaction was just like, "Ooh, oh, yeah, all right, oh yeah, oh I like the drums right there. Oh, you know, just like which it was kind of cool watching somebody hear that song for the first time. Yeah, it's like you wish you could." Do that again. When I was a kid, Headbangers Ball was like how I discovered music. And MTV on Saturday right. nights from midnight to three in the morning, they played uh, metal. And actually, the host was at that time was Adam Curry from That's the No right. Agenda podcast. And you had to sit through the first two hours because they would just rehash just the same garbage they played during the daytime. So it'd be like Aerosmith and Poison and Tesla and just all this like washed out, kind of benign, middle of the road pop metal. 
and I would just make myself stay awake because between two and three, they'd play like the more fringe stuff. So you'd catch the occasional like, I don't know, Exodus video or like Slayer had their first video. But they played, when that song came out, the video, no one knew what to do with it because quote unquote alternatives, dumb as that is, wasn't a thing yet. Right. And so they played that, that mountain song on Headbangers Ball at you know, like huh. 2.30 in the morning and I had never seen anything. I'm like, what is this? I don't even know what kind of music this is. It's so heavy and like super melodic. Right. And um, yeah, I think that year I bought the CD and that's that uh, Nothing Shocking CD is one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that one and Ritual, the second one, they're both just in phenomenal albums start to finish. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 100%. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. Are so, they, Are they still playing? I don't know. Have you ever seen them live? I don't think so. Because that was like the kind of Lollapalooza thing, and it just they put on. I was still a snooty like punk rock kid. It wasn't right. punk enough for me at that time. Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah, I guess well, you mean Lollapalooza wasn't yeah. punk enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't think they've ever done a show. Wow, they are still touring. With the Smashing Pumpkins huh. in 2022. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. What are you saying? They, I don't think they've ever put on a show where they just like showed up and were like, like, Beep. all right, let's do it. One, two, three. Yeah. And, you know, every time, every show I've ever heard of them doing is just this theatrical, yeah. just huge production yeah i've always I've, I've seen like live stuff from them and i have a lot of friends that said that like they they freaking bring it yeah the time i saw them was it was pretty amazing yeah like yeah just seeing you you could be deaf and go to one of their shows and mm-hmm. get something out of it very nice we got a new uh review on apple podcast awesome would you like me to read it i would okay i think this person uh, stopped writing it halfway through and then accidentally hit enter or something because it seems about <laughs> like halfway written. This is from Cocolos09. Oh, they should have left a, a second review. Like, as I was saying before. <laughs> <Totally>. Four stars. <laughs> before I had my stroke, what I was saying. Uh, Five-star review. Eye-opening. Very informative even if you can't relate to the humor of two middle-aged construction <laughs> workers who still believe in having the same mindset and values as your grandfather, there is no denying that the content on the Liberty Tree podcast creates a platform for eye-opening questions and intellectual debates. At wow. first glance, <laughs> that, that's the end. <laughs> uh, that, I, I mean, that is an awesome review, though. Yes. Yeah. I think that you were meant to fill in the blank after that. If you read the review, where did you leave off? At first glance. Oh, at first glance. Dot yeah. dot dot. Nope. Just no punctuation after that. Ooh. Interesting. His cat probably jumped on his keyboard and hit enter, and he's like, "Ah, fuck it." As they do. Yeah. Some guy with a hammer showed up and interrupted things. You guys want to go there? Not yet. <laughs> oh, we're going there. So did you guys hear last Friday night, uh, Paul Pelosi was attacked by an intruder in his home at 2 a.m.? So I have only heard little bits and pieces of this. I'm glad I, you're bringing I, it up I'm, because I, I haven't done any digging, but I did look on Twitter. It's probably still up on my phone here. Oh, so you got the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I I looked on Twitter and this guy, well, this guy's a blue check mark. So Oh, good. Yeah. 
the only people, this is Tim Young, the only people who believe that it was a MAGA Republican and not Paul Pelosi's male lover in his underwear who hit him with a hammer are the ones still wearing masks alone in their cars. Not true. It was totally a MAGA Republican, right-wing extremist. Okay. And I have the proof here. All right, good. It's pretty obvious like, when good. you start laying stuff out. Because I, I want to get to the bottom of this. <clears throat> okay. Pun intended. So... <laughs> Who's this guy? (laughs) Uh, So he's assaulted with a hammer, and his injuries led him to be rushed to the hospital. He had a uh, fractured skull, as well as uh, injuries to his face and arms. And then right after the attack, uh, Whip Smart uh, Biden was on the case, and he kind of shoehorned it into the speech that he was given. And here's that. What makes us think that one party can talk about stolen elections? COVID being a hoax, uh, <laughs> there's all a bunch of lies and it not affect people who may not be so well balanced. What makes us think that it's not going to corrode the political climate? Right enough is enough is enough. Every person of good conscience needs to clearly and unambiguously Stand up against the violence in our politics, regardless what your politics are. <laughs> hey, uh, first off, the way that he flowed with uh, saying unambiguously without spitting his teeth out, I'm going to give it to him. I, I was impressed by that. Because when he says those big words, I'm always like, uh, uh, nailed it. Yeah. So remember we were talking last episode about that politicians will number one they'll they'll if you ask them a question and you corner them on something they'll just rip they'll answer a question that's in their head they'll avoid your question or also the way that he just like could you follow what he was saying there not at all <laughs> yes <laughs> and we have this i don't know there's like this new bar I, the more that you really pay attention to the vernacular that politicians use there's barely ever like a lineal thought, like a lineal comfort. They just start like shoehorning like random things in there. So much so that like he tied it into so an attack on Paul Pelosi and he tied it into COVID and then he tied it into stolen elections. And I was expecting, I was like, right. I know you're going to put Roe versus Wade in here like somehow. He didn't do it. I think if he had like a couple more minutes to prepare, like he wouldn't have been able to do it. Or if he had uh, Georgia gubernatorial candidate stacy adams would have rocked that shit she would oh, she yeah. would have slid rover suede in there she's she's really good at that not only would she have <laughs> slid it in there but she would have uh also shown you how if you all would just have a, more abortions then stuff like this wouldn't <laughs> what happen makes us think that any party that talks about stolen elections covid being a hoax and it's all a bunch of lies that a woman would have a right to choose what to do with her body and yours and that Putin wants to take that away from you. That's why I'm going to put you all in electric cars by 2030. Like, what? What's that talking about? So anyway, this horrific, politically motivated attack by some deranged, ultra-mega, uber-mega, updated 2.0, this ain't your daddy's Republican right-wing alt-adjacent maniac is just another example of just crazy, the crazy right-wing extremism that we're seeing. And this also comes on the heels of, I mean, poor Paul Pelosi, because do you guys remember he was just in the news just a while ago when they framed him for drunk driving? 
I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. the footage or not, but. Are you sure you could complete the test? Okay. Because I really don't want you to fall over and hurt yourself. That's the last thing I'll Right, but, but that, that defeats the, the whole purpose of the test, grabbing onto a pro car. Have you guys seen this video? Yeah. <laughs> He's just leaning on the hood of the car. Yeah. <laughs> the cops look at him going, like, what's, well, just based, based on what's what going on here, bud? I'm comfortable like, having you perform the test because I, I don't want you to have the potential to fall over and hurt yourself. None that, of us would ever get this I'm kind of treatment <laughs> either. No. Yeah. It's just more just this, these politically motivated, like, setups and attacks. Like, they need to stop. So that was your, uh, your proof that it was? No. Oh. No. <clears throat> so back to the attack on the Pelosi home. Let's just look at the facts. Because if you look at this attacker, what we know about him, I mean, dude, this, okay. This dude was a vocal pro-Castro socialist. Okay, check. He lived in a self-described hippie commune in Berkeley. Oh, right. Right-wing extremist. Commune had a giant pride flag and a Black Lives Matter signs all over the yard. Right. He made hemp jewelry for a living. Did he? Well, he was part of the San Francisco nudist movement. And officiated, yeah, nudist uh, weddings uh, on the steps of City Hall. Is that why he was naked in their house? (laughs) Getting there. Or is that because he was having sex with Paul Pelosi? The call to police dispatch referred to the attacker as a friend. The call to the police, like, my friend here is, like, out of control. Like, I I need some police assistance. And that was Paul Pelosi? (laughs) Maybe. Well, no one else was home. Okay, I mean, that's that's your side of things. (laughs) Okay. This attack on Nancy Pelosi happened to happen, you know, at 2 a.m. on a Friday when she was not in town. And the cops come, and there is a guy in his underwear wrestling with Paul Pelosi. I mean, dude. And then at the end, the guy attacks Paul Pelosi. They arrest the guy. They go to Paul Pelosi like, we need your security camera tapes. And they have security all over the house. Right. Paul Pelosi refuses to turn on the security tapes. Like, dude, I don't know if this is an example of, like, right-wing extremism, but, I mean, it has all the markings of it. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. This is MAGA all day. It's pretty obvious. Right. I mean, this is worse than 9-11. This is, like, the Civil War. Yeah, this is, I mean, this guy's practically whipping Haitian migrants on a horse with monkeypox at this point. (laughs) What the hell ever happened to monkeypox? I can't believe they just let it drop off. I mean, Gavin Newsom declared That'd a be, state of emergency. We should make a Liberty Tree bumper sticker to say that. <laughs> what the hell happened to monkeypox? <laughs> Absolutely. What this, what this incident was with Paul Pelosi is, you know what it wasn't? Like some kind of drunken gay rendezvous that went off the rails. All right. Sorry, Tucker Carlson, right wing asshole. This is your guys' little Marxist ploy of your truth, you know, those are the facts. I'm sorry. Like, this isn't going to work this time. So the only evidence that this guy was MAGA is people in the media saying so. The one thing that they point to is that he wrote manifestos online about how you shouldn't trust the media. So this, like, far fringe maniac apparently didn't fall within those that vast chasm This just, like, just immeasurable like population of people that fall into the nine percent of people in the country that trust the media that were pulled, and so that's that's why they say he's mega. Yeah, that's the only thing in his manifesto. That his manifesto that, that they point to is that <clears throat> he uh, said you shouldn't trust the media, and he was against COVID lockdowns because you know most people were for the COVID lockdowns. They enjoyed those. 
Yeah. Well, it was so fun and helpful. Yeah. Huh. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's pretty fucking interesting that these, like the, the mainstream media and the left, which, I mean, let's be honest, they're the same thing. They just say stuff. <laughs> Biden came out and said, like, you know, it was talking about like gas prices. Like when I took office, gas was $5 a gallon and now it's down. It's like, yeah, gas is not down. And gas was not $5 a gallon. It was two thirty nine when he took office. And he's like, yeah, inflation's down though. Inflation was 1.3% when you took office. It's almost in double digits. Now. Like, but, but no one, it's just, it doesn't matter. No, no. One, no one checks up on this shit. No, yeah, that's the thing. The people, if you're going to consume mainstream media, you there's this kind of unspoken agreement that you just have to trust everything they say, and yeah. don't you dare look something up. Don't you dare go on the internet and search for your own truth because that that is a MAGA thing to do. Right, right. That means that you're an extremist. Mm-hmm. Just trust us. We're the ones that create the narrative. Yeah, not you. Very bizarre. Do you want to hear an example of Obama doing something similar to that? Yes. Because I, I, I was making an important point in. So inflation's a problem. What is the Republican answer? Look, I, I mean, if, if they had a great answer, that'd be one thing. Caribbean. But ah, fuck, you know what their, their big that, economic policy is? I'm sorry. Um, I, dude, I'm going to admit, like, when I hear Obama speak, <laughs> there's a part of me going like, I kind of miss those years. i got to be honest with you. I know. <laughs> Things were going much smoother. How could you not like listen to that guy speak yeah he's just good at it he was he was a an excellent politician yeah uh his point there is is funny because i was listening to that and thinking yep and you could see all these people in this video in the background and like yep yep that's all republicans want to do and i believe me i've there's i'm not a republican um but all republicans want to do is cut taxes um when we have inflation they don't That'd be fine if they had a plan, but they have no plan for how to deal with inflation. Yeah. Right? Fair enough. I don't think they've done much to deal with inflation. But look at what the Democrat, Democratic leader did to battle inflation. Mm-hmm. They came up with the Inflation uh, Reduction, Reduction Act, Reduction Act, Act. Oh, the, where they yeah. printed $3 trillion more dollars to deal with inflation. It was closer to four, but yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so... You know, just that simple thing. You're not allowed to actually think for yourself when he's talking. Right. Just take what he's saying is, you know, Republicans don't do anything. I would vote for don't do anything. Right. A hundred times over rather than print more money, make in- inflation worse. You know, what's funny is I, <clears throat> when I have conversations with people, I try to distill it down to some like very kind of simple, almost anecdotal kind of elements. Cause you talk to people like, look, let's, let's face it. You and I are, we're fucking nerds. <laughs> like we are really into this stuff. We like reading about economic policy and foreign intervention. And, you know, we like, you know, going back and reading books like the creature from Jekyll Island and all this, like we're, we're, we're nerds. Most people are not like us. But when you talk to people and it's these things exist in such an abstract for so many people because it's, it's you know, let's face it, you know, looking into how inflation works and economic policy is just insane. And you and I understand, I don't know, 0.5% of it, you know, and we spend a lot of time reading into it. And what they always say is like, <clears throat> give us 10 different economists, you're going to get 10 different answers. You know, it's such a vastly complex, like just network of information and statistics and philosophies. It's really, really hard to, I mean, just marginally understand the, the very basics of it, right? But I always try to distill it people when I have these conversations. I'm like, just, just do this. I call it the walk out your front door. 
Like, how are things going? Like, let's say when people talk about, like, no, like Biden is fighting this with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. I'm like, how's that working? Like, don't don't look at Wall Street Journal. Don't look at the stock market. Like, how much you know? What's how much did you pay for gas? Yeah. I like, go to the what's your grocery bill like right now? What's your heat? You know, how far is your dollar going right now? Did you get a raise at work to compensate for any of this stuff? Like, no. Like, how? Just personally, you know, walk out the front door, look around. Like, anecdotally, out in the ether, did things seem better since then or worse? Right. And that's what that's why they're bringing out Obama right now to try to combat. Yeah. That. And, and how does is, it work? Is, I'm not talking. It doesn't work with facts and logic and he him pointing out good points. It works with his smooth voice, his good yeah. looks, his, the way that he uh, talks to a crowd. That's all they have. Yeah. And this is... Don't look anything else. One thing, but you know what their, their big economic policy is? They want to gut Social Security and Medicare and then give big tax cuts to the wealthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the, the the most successful corporations in the world. That's their agenda. And by the way, that's their answer for everything. Oh, really? That- See, what was your answer when we had the last financial crash? Uh, I I vaguely remember some of the bankers like get, getting like a, a little bonus here and there uh, for the, <laughs> yeah, but they um, did, that wasn't from the taxpayers. No, right? No, that was it was from the. Uh, Federal Reserve, I believe it came from. I think it was from just savings. Is that the same that, thing? Uh, oh, okay. That the government had oh. from making stuff. Mm-hmm. From the government making things and saving their money. It wasn't from our tax money. Yeah, but don't you remember, like, as soon as he did the bank bailout, um, remember the recession ended right there that year? That's true. Yeah. You got to hand him that. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was right back on their <laughs> it's feet. And a smooth sailing since then. Yeah. That's why uh, no one lost their house. God, year. can you believe these Republicans wanting to cut these giant bloated government mm-hmm. agencies yeah. in this time and give tax breaks to the rich, which <clears throat> I think tax breaks to you the rich that. is, you know, not as good as tax breaks to everyone, but still preferable to just spending more goddamn money. That's your solution. That's what you guys have done. That's why we're in this awful situation that we're in. Not just spending guys, more money, printing more money. Exactly. More money. Printing it, yeah, which yeah. fucks over all of us, and then spending more money. And then you're laughing like, ha these stupid Republicans want to end these giant bloated agencies and yeah. government programs that are off the rails and give tax breaks to people. What a bunch of idiots. I had someone say, like, well, what, what would you do? And I was talking about there's so much just – government bloat and waste that we could cut off. And I, I try to, when I talk to like someone from the left, I try to talk to them and like, listen, let's just say, let's just say I'm with you on board. Let's get all these social programs going on, high social welfare state. All these programs that you want to do could totally be paid for if we cut out all this government waste. Like you should be for this too. Like if you want to have like a higher social welfare state, there's so, there's so many of these programs that could be paid for by just like cutting out all this fucking corruption and waste that we see. And, and so I had someone mm. say, like, what would you do? It was like, day one, those 87,000 IRS agents that we just hired, fire them all. And then fire some more. Actually, fire everyone in the IRS if that was up to me. Right. There, there would be no IRS. Day one. But we just, we just hired 87,000. We were talking about this yesterday. We just hired 87,000 IRS agents and fucking armed them for some reason. 
people were saying like, they're going to go after the rich. I was like, there's a thousand billionaires in this country. Why would we have 87,000 new IRS agents right. in addition That's to the 87 ones that we agents have? per billion. Yeah. And if, they, if they're going over to, you know, I love, you know, this emotional platitude, like we're going to tax the rich. They're going after the wealthy. Well, there was a provision in there that they wouldn't increase audits on people making under $400,000 a year. Democrats took that out. And so we've talked about this before. They're not going after poor people because they're not contributing to the tax base. They're not going to go right. send, send to, they're not going to pay an IRS agent. I don't know, they're probably making 140 grand a year full pension for the rest of their life to go after the, the, the landscaper, you know, for ding them for an extra 1100 bucks. And they're not going to go after the, the wealthy, you know, I'm not talking about like the billionaires, but billionaires are in a class of their own. They actually write the tax laws for themselves. You do that, and they have their money on offshore account. Like they have this thing, jobs. Trust me, you're not totally. getting, you're not getting their money. If you and want. they've checked every box, and, followed every rule, and, and there's nothing. There, there's no fat on the bone there. Yeah, and they're not, they're not going <laughs> over like let's just call them like the wealthy people making over five hundred grand because those people have tax lawyers. And they're just gonna go like they're gonna tell their tax lawyer just deal with this. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do they want? An extra twenty grand? Like, okay, like whatever. This is specifically being done to hammer the, the middle class and eradicate it, which yeah. is I think it's it's the planned demolition of our middle class and our you know and our, and our working class I think and it's our done country at large. Yeah, it's being done completely intentionally you because can, it's people, it's people, it's everyone our, that we know, our social circle, you know, people making you know, under two hundred grand a year, you know what I mean, hundred grand a year, something like that, and they they're living comfortably, and they have a house, and they're putting their kids through school, and they got a little bit of extra money at the end of the year, but. Those people can't afford tax lawyers. So when we get hammered, like us and our friends and our families, which we did, you know, I had the IRS like, you owe us six grand. I'm like, right. for what? You just do. What are you going to do? Yeah. And like, I just have to write the check. Like, what am I going to do? Right. And maybe you made a mistake, right? Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, an innocent thing. You're not cheating the yeah. IRS. But you don't you can't afford to have people go over your books with a fine tooth comb right. and make and they sure know that. that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's they're low, going it's, to it, find mistakes. It's low hanging fruit. That's what they're that's exactly. What they're doing. Yeah. And it's no coincidence that the middle class are also the ones who give a shit, give the biggest shit about America and American values right. and preserving our country. Billionaires don't give a shit. They no. could live anywhere. They're they not. They're not beholden to any country. No. Yeah. Yeah. They can come and go as they please. They don't really. In fact, the the Constitution and everything is is in their way. Really, poor yeah. people m- might give a shit, but they also are dependent and have become a dependent <laughs> class on the government. So a lot of the stuff that's unconstitutional, I would say, like pretty much every single law the federal government ever passes is meant to help them. So they're not going to, you know, bite the hand that feeds them. It's mm-hmm. just the middle class that's in the way from the government totally taking over and becoming the totalitarian yeah. monsters that they want to be. Yeah, the middle class serves as the biggest threat to, to the yeah. institution. That's why the middle class is disappearing. That's have, why it's have, being destroyed. It's not ju- because of greedy corporations, although it's them in partnership with government that are doing it. Crony capitalism. Right? It's not because uh, immigrants are coming over the border. <laughs> Although that is being that is a tool that's being used to try to drive a wedge and destroy. Yeah, America. that is being done intentionally by the political elites, and what is referred to is like we're going to use the bottom to squeeze out the middle. It's so being, we're going to weaponize the issue of immigration. We're going to turn it into the other to the them, and we're going to create this divide. We're gonna, if we get you guys fighting each other, yeah, like, you guys aren't you guys aren't paying attention of, uh, to us. It's a weapon that's being used to destroy the middle class. Yeah, by the political elites. Yeah, correct. Um, another example of that, mm-hmm. um, 
Did you hear about do – you, do you know where Santa Rosa, California is? I do. Okay. Well, I came across this um, this uh, gun buyback program that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Someone sent me something about this. Did you see the picture of the uh, advertisement for the gun buyback? No. Um, let me pull it up here. I sent it over to our buddy to talk about because he's an attorney, and I was curious, you know, is this – to me, this looks like entrapment. It's definitely shady and entrapment at at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, you should see. This I did too. see a head, headline that because um, people were printing guns with three D printers and uh, making a lot of money. Yeah, and <laughs> that sounds why. awesome. I don't know why I thought this was funny. Well, but the, the sheriff was quoted in their newspaper saying he was highly annoyed by people doing that. Well. So the picture that the – that's funny that he was highly annoyed because the picture that this city of Santa Rosa put on their website of all of the guns <laughs> that uh, – this is this is a poster for a gun buyback, right? This is not a poster that has anything – That is. they don't say anything about ghost guns in this picture. Yeah. I mean in this advertisement. They don't say anything about um, 3D printed guns or anything of the sort, right? But the picture that they use to advertise the gun buyback. So you're supposed to be bringing what? Like your grandpa's antique – Right. You know, probably worth $8,000 yeah. shotgun to them so that they can give you 200 bucks for it. And then some cop just takes it home right. with them, right? That's the idea behind this gun buyback. <clears throat> and Or actually, the idea is that you're supposed to get guns off the street mm-hmm. by people selling them, which right. is just a ridiculous yeah. idea altogether, right? Because criminals aren't bringing their guns to a gun. <laughs> They're not just like, you know what? I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm going pacifist. Yeah. I got to give rid of this gun. I'll get 200 bucks for it. Half of these are 3D printed. All of these are 3D printed. Yeah. It I, looks. I, just because of the colors. Let me see that maybe, picture again. Maybe not every single one. The ones over in this corner here. Yeah. There's a few. I see a few. Are fully assembled, but it looks like they're 3D printed lowers on them. Right. Yeah. They look plastic to me. You get money for that? Okay. Now, I what's at the this. bottom of this picture? What do you see underneath the table? Ryobi power yeah, tool. Ryobi drill press. And do you see those spools of of uh, plastic? Wire? Right. Yeah. Those are 3D printer uh, spools. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> what this image is saying is bring us your 3D printed guns. Print some 3D guns and bring them in yeah. and give you money for them. Which I thought, that's a great idea. Like Someone a, should like a, There's like, the vast majority of these guns are like hot pink, orange, white. <laughs> I know. see some electric blue. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, you know what, what happened? Weird picture to put. Ten people were arrested for having ghost guns. <laughs> for Ten, pr- for printing them? For bringing ghost guns to this gun buyback. They arrested like ten this people. Is, this is considered a ghost gun. Uh, it's a gun printing. without a serial number. Oh, an unregistered gun. Damn. There goes my money making October. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say <laughs> I got I gotta say At least though, you're not going to jail. Yeah. If if you see advertised in your local newspaper that they're going to do a gun buyback, and you take your ghost gun down there to the cops and give it to them. That's on you, bud. I <laughs> Enjoy <think>, jail. <laughs> I think I would have come close to doing that if I had such a thing. Really? Yeah. I think because the thought crossed my mind, too. Like, God, we should find out where gun buybacks are happening and just start printing guns and taking them there and, and selling them. The thought no. crossed my mind. Really? Easy money. I've seen it on Twitter, people making 20K, it, ha- it does happen. But in California, it is... Highly illegal to have one of those, right? Apparently, 
So, I mean, obviously, I would have looked into it before I just strolled on down there. <laughs> <My> <laughs> arsenal. Bullshit. <laughs> you okay, Mike? Sorry. Pop. <laughs> Flu. Uh, I just thought, like, what a bunch of fucking dicks. Yeah. You know, this is an entrapment scheme to get people to do something illegal. First of all, mm-hmm. someone like me who thought, oh, I'm going to go buy a 3D printer. So I'm going to... The only reason I would have even made these stupid things is to try to get money from this gun buyback. Mm-hmm. So you're basically encouraging me to go buy a 3D printer, learn how to download ghost guns. Probably 10 times that many people did that but didn't actually turn them in because they realized that this is highly illegal. So now you have all these people out there with ghost guns probably that didn't have them before. Yeah, so, I don't Like know. you said, if you are – if there is a gun buyback in your town, think about it. What is what? And it's not not just the illegal part of it, but what are they really trying to do with that? Nothing good. Nothing to help you. Nothing to help society. Stay away and ridicule them for doing it. There should be more pushback against these people for even considering the stupid idea of a gun buyback. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because my brain has always functioned as a giant skeptic tank. (laughs) But yeah. Any anything skeptic coming? Tank. Anything coming? Your from, skeptic system. <laughs> <laughs> anything coming from any kind of authority? I'm like, ah, they're trying to fuck me somehow. Like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not taking anything down there. I'm not letting them look at my in my car. Yeah, not going out the outdoor. Yes, we all revolt in our own special ways. <laughs> Are you calling me special? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you were considering printing a ghost gun and taking it to the cops. <laughs> You've been left. You're left. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, where were we? Um, Paul Pelosi's vibrating hammer? Yeah, did we ever, uh, did we put that to bed? So yeah. It sounds like it was pretty clearly a uh, right-wing uh, extremism. Nut job. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we can read between the lines if you really Man. So that, that, that tweet that I read seems like it was spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, but what's funny? Because I just heard uh, I was listening to Bill Maher this morning, and he was saying it just like it was uh, honest to God truth. Like there's nothing to see here. Right. Like obviously a right wing mega guy attacked Paul Pelosi. Yeah. God. And it's it's funny because I mean unless the facts I found out about this guy I think his name was David David DePape David DePape I don't know how you pronounce his name unless. The things I read, like about the lived in the hippie commune, that I mean, there's pictures of him. No, I saw that. There's it, pictures of him officiating a nudist wedding. I mean, very. The, yeah, the dude wore Birkenstocks for Christ's sake. Oh my God! But Say the no guy more. Threw a Birkenstock. It's a Jane's addiction <laughs> quote from the right. video. <laughs> they, uh, unless all that is just completely fabricated, I was like, I. What what's your evidence that this guy was like a, a right wing? Oh God, mega me, oh, really? ultra so, Republican. Well, that's what they wanted. That's what the right wants you to think. Mm-hmm. Putin did this. Well, here's what I'm saying though. As he Is was, that, after he was done planning the it, blowing up his own it, pipeline, yeah. he planned this attack on Nancy Pelosi. It's exactly the same and, thing because this guy had been he joined this hippie commune like decades ago. Like his dude was yeah, thinking ahead, you know, right? Long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wore the Birkenstocks. He's like, I got to start making hemp jewelry and gonna grow my hair out, have some mm-hmm. dreads. We're gonna put a pride flag in the front yard. Stick with it for at least got to be ten years and sell it. Yeah, I'm gonna do ten years. Join a nudist colony. I'm gonna officiate a nudist wedding on the steps of City Hall. Like this guy was like playing the long game. Yeah, Uh, and then definitely like okay, tonight's the night. Now that she's out of town, that's this is the night that I get her. 
you know, oh, oh, I, and, I, I yeah. took my clothes and, off. It was because I'm hot and I can move around. And then right. and you security know, easier, is turned and, off, and the security guards have been, you know, told to go home. No, that the security the security cameras are on. But what had happened is when he broke in because he wasn't wearing clothes, Paul Pelosi goes, "Oh, oh. it's one of my friends." And uh, when he <laughs> runs, it wasn't. You know, he misspoke on the phone to police dispatch. Like my friend's kind of out of sorts here. Can yeah. you, can you come down and get him? And then, um, you know, on his way to jail. After he attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, the guy goes, look, man, I know we got off on the wrong foot, but if you could really do me a solid and not give the, the security camera footage to the cops, like, totally, I can, yeah. you know, I'll get you back down well, the road. How about that? Officer. It's pretty obvious what's going officer, on. Officer, that footage is quite indecent. I mean, his pants were down around his goddamn ankles. <laughs> it's a jujitsu technique I learned. So, but just like the North Stream Pipeline, CNN cracked the case. Did they? Oh yeah, dude, they saw right through it. Yeah, it's it's a uh, you know this guy's very clearly a right wing extremist. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are no spring chickens over there. They've no. been around the block a few times. <laughs> Gotta get up pretty early in the morning if you want to fool old CNN. <laughs> I bet I have a clip on that. So I got to play something. Okay. And are you guys ready for the angry statement? Is it the clarinet? <laughs> That's the didgeridoo. <laughs> buckle in, motherfuckers. During 2021, we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines. And, and that vaccine, a uh, key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on there. whatsoever. That's Everyone nice. who takes the vaccine is not just protecting that themselves, but there is no reducing such thing as their Gates. transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated Rochelle people Linsky. do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated mm-hmm. person gets exposed to the virus. Right. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It That's cannot use what a vaccinated a vaccine person as a host. Should do. Would do. I, yeah. I, I agree. Means Just like polio. The vaccines and will get us to the end of this. Mm-hmm. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID 19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you Make no you okay. longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. Did you make this? We just no. need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end. Most of these the are virus. from less than a year so ago. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. Yeah, I we think get what it's supposed to do. Whole, <laughs> we understand we the concept. It, it I was supposed do that. <laughs> to pay my taxes on time last year. I get it. So the reason why I'm playing that is I kind of want to just set up. I mean, okay, let's. We need to kind of set the table some because this was something that we discussed yesterday. Is that what happened yesterday? Just quickly. Is it monumental? We hung out in Matt's backyard and drank a bunch of beer. Yeah. There, there you go, because everyone listening doesn't know what happened yesterday. Good point. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. All right, cool. See you guys next Sunday. <laughs>
outro. <laughs> they, uh, so we had talked about Mike does to fill you in is that, sorry, we didn't invite you, Mike. Yeah. Is that, last minute. no, you're not. <laughs> I actually am. Is we talked about the notion of like, this is, I could tell when I played this, like this is kind of well-worn ground. I don't know. We've talked about this so many times. Ad nauseum. Yeah. And then we talked about the notion that, you know, as we were talking about earlier, like you and I are, we're nerds. All of us are nerds. Like we just are way into this stuff and, you know, and that combined with the, as the previously mentioned skeptic tank brain, like I just, there's just fuckery everywhere. I'm so interested in learning about it and the stuff that I see on like corporate media. It's just, I watch things. I'm like, none of, none of this is true. So the Paul Pelosi thing, it's like, what they're saying is not true. This is CNN, MSNBC, I mean, Fox News. They're just saying a bunch of like crap. And like with five minutes of research, like I just undermined this entire article or they're lying by omission. I like, they left out like sure. some critical facts, to, you know, to the, to the story because they're trying to, you know, propagate a narrative and prop it up and they all... It's like the entire corporate media structure decides on one narrative, and they're like, okay, this is what we're saying. Okay, go write your articles. I mean, they cut and paste each other's articles. You'll read, like, I'll read entire excerpts. I'm like, that's from the New York Times, and CNN just copy and pasted it and put in their article, and MSNBC is using that same headline. Yeah, no, they all do the... But what I'm getting at... They all do no work. <clears throat> what I'm getting at is that you and I talked about, I was like, I don't know, I feel like... I feel like we're getting to the realm of, like, redundancy, right? I was like, I just... We're, we're saying the same thing over and over, and I feel like, like, what's kind of the point? This is kind of well-worn ground. But it's well-worn ground for us. And then you and I had talked about yesterday, like when we talked to people out in the wild, I'm like, I, I assumed this was common knowledge that we all knew this. Like, you, you, your strong opinion, opinions on Ukraine, you didn't know that we helped overthrow their government in 2014? Like, I just figured... We all knew that. I mean, that's yeah. like, that's like basic. That's the basic like one percent of the history of Ukraine right. that you that you would pick up if you did some research. That happened when you and I were talking to a guy uh, about uh, the difference between weapons of mass destruction and the Ukraine war, and we brought up the Assad gassing his own people. Yeah, and he, or he brought that up. Like, well, yeah. he gas his own people. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. He did not. And then I was looking at you like, right? I mean, am I, am I wrong here? But right. that is not common knowledge. Yeah. Most people think that that is what happened. And if you do a bunch of research or listen to people talk about it over and over and over again like we do, like it seems like common knowledge. But you have to actually dig deep to find that kind of stuff out. And for you and me, it always it just seems like it common do, knowledge. It do, yeah, for me, it doesn't seem like I'm in the dark recesses of some subject, you know, some obscure website. It's just... I don't know. This seems like I'm kind of scratching the surface. This is blank topic 101. This is the introductory course. And I, I don't know. Are we just, it's like knowledge that's just not out in the ether you know, the way that I, yeah. that I thought it would be. So the point being is that we end up, when I bring up stuff on the podcast, I have a an assumption, a false assumption I'm finding out that, well, we all have like the basic background of this. And I'm finding out quickly that we don't. And there is a relevance and an importance to kind of, I don't know, bring, I don't know, create the background, like set the table, so to speak, when, when bringing up these subjects. So like the vaccine, the, the negative effects, like the, the, the effects of the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. 
I just, I, like, I'm assuming you guys all know about this, the myocarditis and pericarditis and uh, these fibrous blood clots and the uh, skyrocketing rates of miscarriages and yeah. premature deaths and people in their 40s, you know, dropping dead, you know, on the, on the football field. The fact that we have a new disease all of a sudden, a new syndrome called yeah. sudden adult death syndrome. I made a, like, I made a joke to a, very, to a family member about soccer players dropping dead. And they just looked at me like, they were like cross-eyed, like, what? Right. It's like I, I said it to them in Mandarin or something. They said, like, no. I was like, you haven't heard anything about this. Like, nope. I was like, I don't know. That just sounds like a weird conspiracy. And then, like, I like look at these like montages of like you know they're easy to find. I mean, take thirty seconds even in your. What do we change the name of Google to? Dildo. Dildo. Yeah, look it up on Dildo. Mike, can you dildo um, soccer players dropping dead? Ath- oh, there you go. Athletes dropping dead is the latest mutation of interesting choice of words is the latest mutation of COVID vaccine misinformation. The myth distorted a real phenomenon, young, sto- young sports stars discovering congenital heart problems. Just, I mean, it, mm-hmm. does it take a genius to figure out what they're doing with this article? No. All they're... Well, yes. They're apparently. saying, yes, people are dropping dead from... Young people are dropping no. dead because they have congenital heart defects. Yeah. Really? They have all of a sudden sudden adult death syndrome. <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden, adults are dro- young adults are dropping dead. Oh, my favorite! Of, my favorite one. A coincidence? No, that, no, no, no. Will, I can go, I can do you one better. But the best one is they're dropping dead because oh, of climate, climate change. change. Yes, That's the best I know. One. Fuck off. You younger have a montage to play. Younger, yeah. I can't. I can't get it to work as usual. Um. So the reason why I'm bringing this stuff up is that. Every once in a while, I can sit on the sidelines and laugh about things and just kind of at the end, it's just all comedy and poke fun. And as we've said before, like we are fortunate enough and for whatever reason, the way our brains work, um, we watched the whole fake pandemic go. You know, we were on the sidelines the entire time. We just watched it like uh, like we were at the circus. You know, people wearing masks and gloves and bathing in hand sanitizer and just all the weird ritualistic behavior that went along with the whole COVID regime. But now it kind of, every once in a while something comes my way that like I, now I have to like, I have to get involved. I have to like start talking to people about it and it's no longer funding. And what I'm bringing up now is last Wednesday, the CDC voted unanimously to to add the COVID-19 vaccine. It's not a vaccine to the childhood vaccine schedule for school children, um, which is known as the VFC. Um, This would add the COVID-19 shot to the shots required for school children that immunize against things like polio, mumps, measles, rubella, et cetera. Um, When you add COVID-19 to that list, which one of these things is not like the other? Putting the COVID shot on a list of vaccines. Hmm. Because you will not get polio, which is a deadly disease, if you get the polio vaccine. Right. You will not get measles, which is deadly, if you get the measles vaccine. If you get the COVID shot, not vaccine, you will still get COVID. <laughs> and you will still spread COVID. And you will still spread COVID. Not only that, you will also get blood clots, myocarditis. You could have a stroke. How many people... I know... 
No, at this point, it's like five to one. It's it's probably ten to one. People mm-hmm. I know that have either died or had heart attacks or major complications. Personally, people personally, personally, people personally. I know personally. Yeah, this is not like, oh, dude, I heard about this guy right. and this person that my brother works with or whatever. People that we personally know having heart attacks, strokes. Yeah, it's like losing 10. their hearing. In fact, I don't know a single person that's. Uh, died or had serious I have complications. Pe- I have people from COVID. In, in my family that are still dealing with uh, physical after effects of giving getting the vaccine. So there's this uh, movie coming out called Died Suddenly. I know I'm so excited about it. So just to give a heads up for everyone, we're working on it. This will be in the north of the Bay Area, um, most likely around Sonoma County. Um, we're trying to find a venue, but we when this video when this Documentary comes out, which is when's it come out? November twenty first. November twenty first. We are going. We're trying to find a venue right now. We're gonna try to organize a Liberty Tree screening for this slash Let's, party, which will be one of the most morbid and somber parties. <laughs> the after party after watching this, because just based on watching the trailer, it is absolutely like it put me. We watched it yesterday, and it just. I had my head spinning. It's gnarly. It the was, trailer is fucking gnarly. I don't think Mike's seen it yet, but yeah, yeah we're going to screen it live and uh, tell everyone when and where right before the uh, event happens. So, Mike, <laughs> let's just do a little experiment uh, live here. Go ahead and dildo um, the movie Died Suddenly trailer and see if you can pull it up. So while he does Because I was having trouble even finding it on YouTube. Okay. Oh, there's sudden death with Jean Claude Van Damme. Maybe we should screen that instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are here for the COVID documentary. Uh, ah, we forgot to well, change that on the boy, fly. Am I red in the face? <laughs> yeah, can't find it. Oh, there you go. Is that it? Oh, yeah, that's it. You could tell by the uh, picture of the blood clots. Those are the, yeah, these the fibrous. So a lot of the, blood a lot of the footage Fuck. from this uh, died suddenly documentary. The trailer is just the fibrous. Blood clots that we have been talking uh, about. Well, shit. You know what? He can't. We can't hear his audio, so yeah. he can't play it. So, um, just to give a quick background, while you guys dick around with your computers, um, the decision for doing this because I want this. It's all the usual headlines, you know, falling perfectly along political lines, just to their usual spin on what this stuff means. This decision comes from the CDC's advisory panel, which is the ACIP. Um, that stands for the Advisory Committee on Immunization and Practices. Um, that panel is made up of 15 voting members coming from, using their words, quote, mostly scientific and medical backgrounds, um, and they are responsible for making the vaccine recommendations. Um, this recommendation will then go to Rochelle Walensky, um, who was prominently featured in that bouncy little clip that we just played. And so here I want to I want to read like some of the headlines because when I saw this, I was like, I can't believe they're going to they're going to mandate the vaccine for school children. This makes no sense. And if you look at the way if we, if you Google this, if you wrote CDC, dildo. C, yeah, please, if you dildoed CDC vaccine mandate, I want to read like here's here's all the first headlines that come up. No, the CDC is not about to mandate COVID vaccine for school kids. Uh, CDC's committee. Vote did not make COVID-19 vaccines mandatory for school children. It's got an angry picture of Tucker Carlson. What are you so upset about then, Matt? Because the reason why I'm upset is that with 100, with batting 1,000, every time the CDC makes a recommendation like that, the states do mandate it. 
the federal yeah. the federal government can't mandate vaccines. It goes to the states. The states decide. And I mean, now there's it's divided politically. So you have people like Ron DeSantis going like, nope, not doing it here. Arizona, right. nope, not doing it here. But us here in the People's Republic of California, we're like, fuck. Like they have there's there hasn't been a recommendation that the CDC has made that they decide to go against. They adopt every single one. Right. So all these headlines that say like, no, this is like a right wing conspiracy. I'm like, yeah, true. Technically, the CDC cannot mandate you know vaccines for a state, but when your state with one hundred with one batting a thousand with one hundred percent accuracy takes all of their recommendations and mandates it, like it's kind of the same thing. Agreed. Yeah. Yep, and that's just that's just like that article that said, "Oh, this is the uh, you know the mutation of COVID misinformation or whatever." Right. It's like, okay, you could stretch the truth enough to make that uh, a true statement, um, but that's not the point. The point is that people are dying of this vaccine mm-hmm. all over the place, and just because it's um, – you can claim it's a congenitive heart disease does not explain how all of a sudden this is happening to right. tons and tons of people. Same thing with – like that article that you said, no, it's a myth. The federal government can't mandate that kind of thing. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Fine. It's not the federal government, but it is a state government. Mm-hmm. So you just wasted everyone's time by convincing everybody that, no, don't worry, it's not really happening. When it, it fucking is happening. When it is happening. It's going yeah. to happen. Uh, I'll, let's, let's just say that you did not believe all right, I'm telling you, like, you have you heard about these heart attacks in children and these fibrous blood clots and people dropping dead in their 30s and 40s, like healthy people? They're like, no, I haven't heard of it. I'm like, let's say, and I, and I refuse to believe that's true. Anything you show me, I refuse. It's a it's a right wing psyop. I'm like, okay, fine. You're deranged and delusional, but fine. Let's let's take it to step number two. Uh, are you willing to relinquish the fact that children are unaffected by COVID. It's almost statistically a zero unless they're immune compromised or have some kind of uh, comorbidity. There's been like 1,500 kids total that have died. I, and I, I would quibble with that number too. I would too. Because <laughs> the way that Show me one numbers. that actually died of yeah. COVID. I have seen someone parse out, this is, these are doctors and immunologists that have it in the 20s. It's like, look, if you parse out this group and you parse out this group and the way that the right. reporting was done, he's like, we're down to like 27 kids at this like, point, we, which is horrific. I'm, 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 that's awful. But I'm sorry, bad things happen. And yeah. you don't crash the world's largest economy. And, you know, I don't know. We don't, you don't do that, anything. We don't need to go there. You, you don't, don't do, do a damn thing for that. And, not and, and the effects, even, let's just say you don't, you don't care about people's jobs. You don't care about the economy. You don't care about any of that shit. You don't care about people's civil liberties and rights. Let's say it's just you're so abhorrently affected by the, the notion of a child dying. It's like how many ch- children are, had, were negatively affected by the lockdown, the lockdowns? I mean, we literally, yeah. the people responsible for this in Millions. my mind literally have blood on their hands. They middle, they're literally responsible for, for killing millions of kids. Yeah. Not millions of kids, but well, messing Affecting up. millions yeah, of killing, kids and killing, killing a lot thousands. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might click on that trailer. Play this. Try to play this. I'm going to, uh, because you haven't seen it. Oh, hit mute on your computer, please. Play it.
Okay, so you're seeing, um, right now they're showing the, uh, just like a morgue, basically. Which, if you talk to... These people know. These people know. Morticians know. The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout, around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And so it's like, okay, so it's the vaccine might be causing this. Most people don't want to know what's in the vaccines. But yet when we open it almost two years into this, we find that it still says intentionally blank. In fact, nobody wants to know what's in the vaccines because oh, that was if the, people understood what was in the vaccine, that you get, I think it would hit you. Medication. It's just there's something oh, really? different you about the yeah, yeah. It's a Something's giant causing this, sheet. and something that needs whole to be sheet said. Blank. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked wow, to I other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 have you years seen this of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. Why is Bill Gates involved in public health? And why does public health spend the first part telling you how the world is overpopulating? And at first glance, this is a bit scary. Yeah, public U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming alive. and unexplainable <laughs> increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a that's a 12 sigma event. One in 800 years. 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. If you want to watch this uh, trailer for yourself, do not watch it with your kids. With that Pfizer. There's a huge part of me that feels a responsibility for everything that's happened. I'm so sorry. The doctor after a while came out and said, your son's dead, you can go home now. Who knows? Young people are dying, is this. Surprise how current this is. That footage right there was Andy Kiedis. Mr. Hirschman, this is different. Showing this isn't normal. Pictures is of it? The he said absolutely not. Blood the dead can't so speak for nasty. themselves, so therefore, I have to speak for them. We're connecting dots here. You know, there's no way that that type of obstruction would not cause stroke, heart failure. My sister died. Uh, she was 58, and she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. They will do with you what they feel like doing to you. It's the new bullet. It's the new missile. It's the new form of warfare. I want people to understand that we're in a fifth generation warfare for the heart and the mind. Yeah, I uh look where I fucking paused it though. Yeah. Well Mike didn't pause the same spot, but I have it paused on that fucking tool uh Colbert and his dancing his syringes vaccine. on his show. Like, I his hands out. Like, just get the shot, everybody. What the fuck? I hope Why that guy's happy. Why are you being such happy? a pussy? I, the, dude, you're going to hell. I hope you're making a lot of money, but you're going to hell for what you're doing. 
That is so ridiculous. And the fact, and the fact that I don't want to get sidetracked, but the people look to him. He's like, yeah, he's just kind of like edgy kind of counterculture, you know, like hip guy. I was like, he's a spokespiece for the pharmaceutical companies. That's what right. he is. Exactly. It's pretty, pretty freaking punk rock. It's awesome. So to go back to this vaccine mandate for children, which is not a mandate yet, but it's, I think for your average, like NPC dwelling, you know, corporate media kind of consumer is I think we're seeing like the fatigue start to set in because you're always going to have like your diehards or people that are like, there's still, I know some of these people personally that are, yep, got to get another booster, got to get another booster. And I think even the, some people are realizing that they, they were bamboozled. They were, they were, it's complete factory. Even the people that are like, you know what? I just got my, the amount of people that I've, talk to personally it's like i you know what after the first booster i got covid for the third time and i'm just i'm done i'm done i keep getting covid i've had i've had covid four times at this point where i actually got sick and even though some people are willing to say things like i am even willing to listen to you know maybe my asshole wingnut cousin who refused to get <laughs> vaccinated and i said he's not allowed in my house ever again and he hasn't been sick for five years like I don't know. Maybe I should at least dial back my stance on this just a little bit. And so, but, do not believe your eyes. Yes, though. that's what they want. Yeah. To yeah. Tell. Well, they're still don't they're, believe they're, what your eyes. Don't believe what you think. Don't believe what logic tells you. Believe yeah. what we have to say. But the point in bringing that up is, I think that now that the narrative has kind of imploded on itself, and you know, nerds like us, the things that we've been saying now is kind of like into the more mainstream zeitgeist at this point is the pharmaceutical companies are realizing that they have squeezed all the blood out of that turnip known as the adult population because um, less and less people are getting boosters. And so now that that is happening and they need to keep these windfall profits going, they're coming for the children. It's like we need to get this mandated for the children. Like it is like the untouched population, the demographic. There's so much money there available. And they're an unprotected class too. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Like. Blacks, gays, Mexicans, mm-hmm. uh, left-handed people, women are all protected classes. People that put the toilet paper roll on backwards. Oh, my God. It drives me fucking <laughs> crazy. <sighs> don't distract me. It's, it's not racism or sexism. I don't know what the word for that it's is. It's an ism. <laughs> it is definitely an ism. Uh, but children are an unprotected class. Mm-hmm. You can go after them. No one's standing up for children's rights yeah because children would have to be the ones doing it right. and they're too young and short and easy to like punch it's um, it's which when you by the way yeah but like a kid like, punching like children <laughs> so total tangent here we'll come back to that i promise mm-hmm. but uh at the soccer field where i play mm-hmm. well, where i used to play um there is a little person that plays mm-hmm and this little person has been not very well received there because they're not very good at soccer. Mm-hmm. And just given their stature, mm-hmm. they tend to um, end up with their hands and their head and their body parts in people's crotches. Okay. And it's unwelcomed. All right. And so we were sitting around talking about it after the game last Friday mm-hmm. that I did not play in. And 
it was interesting to me that everybody was talking about this person in such a derogatory way. And I was trying to think like, if that was a black person, we would not even be having this conversation. Huh. We would not even, even if they were doing the same things, we probably would not even feel comfortable talking about them because hmm. they're a protected class. I don't think little people are a protected class because people were just saying whatever was on their mind, which I support. I think everyone should be able to do that in any situation that they're in. Yeah. But about this person, it made me think, huh, little people are not a protected class. Neither are children. And it has to do with the fact that you can beat both of them up very easily, I think. Huh. <laughs> Actually, I, didn't, I take that back. I don't want to get jumped by a gang of little people. <laughs> I could take a gang of kids, I think. <laughs> So what I was saying, according to the <laughs> CDC themselves, it is estimated, this is using their numbers, that um, according to the CDC, they're saying that 86% of all children have already recovered from the disease. And also according to the CDC, that natural immunity, like children recovering from the disease, is equivalent to most likely greater than getting the COVID shot, right? Having the natural immunity. And going back to our right. discussion earlier, I'm like, that's kind of common knowledge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's like, been, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I can't assume these things anymore because I feel like if I tell people that, like, I don't think there's any data that, su- that supports that. Of course. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like, just take it from me. I ha- I'm not vaccinated. I had COVID, and I never knew that I had it. It's almost like the more logical something is, the more people are actually skeptical of it's, it when it should be. It's an reverse. ideological reverse engineering. It's you, here's here's the point, here's the narrative, here's the three-by-five card of acceptable opinion. And no matter how far-fetched or ridiculous, we just reverse engineer it from there. And if we have to manipulate statistics or just say that statistics are an arm of white supremacy or whatever, that we're not going to use facts, then so be it. So did a little bit of digging is because I know this, I'm preaching to the choir here, but like we can, if we talk to people out in the wild, we can say like, this makes no sense. This is no rational explanation to even propose that we give a shot that's not a vaccine that has an efficacy rate of what 14% and lasts for six months to children that have are at, at risk for this disease. It's almost like a statistical zero. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tie it to actual vaccines for polio and measles. And, and there's a discussion what else is in those shots I'm willing to have. But point being that you're tying, tying something that even, I know that they changed the definition to vaccine and immunity and herd immunity and fully vaccinated, but I'm going to go off the antiquated fucking old man language that a vaccine is given to you to stop you know, a specific disease. Um, the fact that they would tie those together, all those vaccines together into the COVID shot, number one, it's going to make people more vaccine hesitant to get the measles and the you know rubella and all those right, which, which is pr- I, it pretty, has for me. Yeah, pretty I, obvious. Yeah, I was supposed to get the. I had shingles two years ago. I mean, it was gnarly. Yeah, and then I got a thing from my doctor saying like, "Oh, you need to come get the shingles vaccine." It's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll risk it. I don't like you guys have fucking lied to me about everything. Like, why would I come in there? Yeah, and I know. I know if I come in there, you're going to hassle me about not being vaccinated. And it's like I'm not going to do it. Junior was up for his vaccinations and i just told him this is not the time to be asking me about vaccinating my son yeah and the doctor was actually pretty cool she's like nope totally understand totally no pressure here we're cool (laughs) you're like no it is not yeah (laughs) stop trying to force me to vaccinate my son so 
got kicked out of there too. Uh, Did you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you had quite the little list going. That's um, kind of become a thing. Like I'm just trying to stack up as many. So we always talk about this possible. podcast when things, when the math doesn't add up and things become just more and more ridiculous like this. You're like, well, what else is going on? Um, so I looked into what the arrangement was with these pharmaceutical companies and the CDC and um, health and human services and how like who's in charge of what and who makes what decisions and who, you know, the CDC makes this recommendation. How, how what's, what's the executive order of that? Like, how does that get mandated? Um, the U S right now currently pays vaccine companies. You go, you know what they're paying per dose? No. $30 a dose. Okay. All right. I mean, the, that's our money. We pay for that. Right. Right. Um, that contract that they have, the, all the pharmaceutical companies with just specific to the COVID vaccine that expires this year. So in 2023, they renegotiate it. Well, they don't renegotiate a contract. What happens is the pharmaceutical companies go, this is how much it is this year. You know what it's projected to be in, in 2023? What? Between $110 and $130 a dose. Well, but the, I mean, we live in a free market, so I'm sure we could just go to another company. Yeah, you could go to Moderna or Pfizer. I've, you know, it's the weirdest thing. They all are projecting the same price increase. It's very <laughs> odd. Maybe we should start a pharmaceutical Did you ever play, um, what's that board game we loved as a kid? Uh, not Shoots and Ladders, Monopoly. Wasn't that a fun game? <laughs> so then is I looked into this panel, the ACIP, which is the branch of the CDC that makes these recommendations, and they are the panel that voted 15 to 0 to propose the mandate, which goes to Rochelle Walensky, who we heard in Mandate or Recommendation. Recommendation. But, the re- but when the recommendation becomes a mandate, like it is in California, 100% of the time, although it's faltering between you know, predictable uh, political lines at this point. Mm-hmm. But before, it was 100% for every state that, you know, having like the vaccine requirements, and that's all the requirements that we saw when the very beginning that there was, you know, no one was speaking against it. I mean, it slowly kind of fell apart. But... Now, you know how we're saying like states like California or New York or New Jersey or whatever, like they will adopt these. They've never diverted from the CDC recommendations. And so now that the contract expires, all of a sudden out of nowhere, they're proposing this mandate, which makes no sense for kids and a a vaccine mandate for, you know, against a disease that they're at no risk for. And it's going to, you know, the mandates, if on schedule for the people to adopt it, are going to happen next year, 2023. Because California kicked it back for because they're supposed to uh, have vaccine requirements for school children this year, and they kicked it back to 2023, which happens to be the same year that the vaccine companies, the pharmaceutical companies, renegotiate that contract, which happens to be the same time the price increases from $30 a dose to $110 to $130 a dose, right? Hmm. That panel, the ACIP, did you know that that entire panel, the ones that voted 15 to 0 for this recommendation, they own over 50 patents with the vaccine companies. You mean the people on the, the people panel? on the patent. Wow. On the panel. Really? Yeah. That's a strange coincidence. Yeah, probably. I found this. It says, when prompted, this is from, I can't remember. It's a, it's a law site, like lawfirms.com or something like that. It's a law, like newsletter. Law Tigers. Law Tigers. <laughs> 
Uh, this is a quote from them. When prompted with questions pertaining to their financial connections with pharmaceutical companies, most ACIP members claim they are able to remain unbiased despite the rewards they receive every time a new vaccination is recommended. <laughs> Wait, did you say most? Most. To read that they again. Didn't, they didn't even say all. Most ACIP members claim they are able to remain unbiased despite <laughs> the rewards they receive. There's a one dude on the panel who's like, no, I just, I just fucking vote for the money. I gotta dude, be honest with you. I gotta be honest, man. I am fucking balling. I do not year. care about anyone except myself. <laughs> dude, dude, fuck those kids, yo. Yeah. Do you know how much money I'm making? Yeah. Most. <laughs> <sighs> Yep, there's that. Wow. Well, thank you for enlightening mm-hmm. us on that. I know that uh, there's been a lot of rumblings about that, but I hadn't known uh, all that detail. That's um, I'm just scratching the, the surface of it. It was that's why when you got here, I was just like, yeah. I, I, I told you and my wife, like, don't, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in the middle of this. What I have known, or I know, is kind of not the right word, but been hearing about or been worried about, I guess, is the mandate in, in California, knowing that I'm – does it apply to private schools as well and Catholic schools? And, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So the only, the only solution is homeschooling. Yeah. Right? And so that's – And these the, are the new programs I had talked about before, and the, there's a lot more of these popping up. But there are a lot of – they're called homeschool hybrids. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're technically considered, you know, by the law to be um, homeschools. But very much, you know, in your day to day, there are actual schools that are actually, you know, accredited teachers with classroom and recess and structure and homework and books and everything. And then you do pods with the other parents. And um, there, I mean, there's numerous variations of this model, but there are definitely ways around this. Um, I would be surprised. Um, I we have set ourselves up. Fortunately. I kind of saw the writing on the wall about a year ago yeah. and we have set ourselves up where we are not going to have to worry about this, but I am speaking to, like, I am terrified for other parents and other children, you know, the people that, you know, might not have, um, I don't know, the bandwidth or the means to, I mean, it's, it, it takes a ton of work to do this stuff and it's not easy. Um, I, my hope is, that the compliance rate would be so low that so many people would just like, no, you're not doing it. I think I'm a big believer in the power of mama bear. And when you poke mama bear with the shit, they're like, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. And I think we've seen that with a lot of the, the school meetings and with the drag queen shows and everything of these moms that come up. And I mean, they are, they will kill you. You, get, you don't get between a mama bear and her cubs. Like as a hunter, that's one of the worst things that can happen to you out in the wild. And I think, you know, with the the narrative collapsing and people kind of waking up or just the fatigue that has set in. So it's like, I, I keep getting COVID. And they're like, well, let's give it to your kid now. I think real people are, there's going to be more and more people going like, no, this is where it stops. Like this stops here, dude. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not making a political statement using my child. Like we all know that this doesn't affect children. I might, that is my hope. There is a certain percentage of people that are very, very comfortable with using their children to make <laughs> a political statement. And God bless you. I hope you have a change of heart. But yeah, my hope is even in, in a place in the People's Republic of California that the people there will be just such a low compliance rate that they'll have to rethink this. It'll be so politically unpopular. That's all that matters in the in the end anyway for people like Gavin Newsom. They don't give a shit about your kids. They don't give a shit about the school. Right. They don't give a shit about COVID either. It's French laundry going motherfucker. 
fuck that guy. His kids were in school the entire time. His school never shut down. His winery never shut down the entire time. Like, he's a political elite, man. He pisses on the citizens of this state. Like, he could give a shit. Like, these people, but if you make it like, well, how about we don't elect you? How about we stop your political career? Like, I know you're, you want to run for president in 2024, for example. How about we put the brakes on that? Like, yeah. that's when you'll get their attention, and that's what you need to do. That's how you, that's, we need to, like, we've got to put the fucking squeeze on these people. Like, our children at stake here. Yeah.